the Lord. This is Alvin Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV Network. Praise God. Praise God. We serve a great soon coming king. And we ought to rejoice in the God of our salvation. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. We're excited today about the kingdom work. And we want to say to you today, thank you for coming and supporting the Pentecost, the 67th annual Pentecost celebration with the National Pentecostal Power Churches. And what a time, what a time, praise God, that we had in the Lord. And far as I know, nobody has gotten sick and nobody has no COVID. And so we give God all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Because when you do it in the name of the Lord, you get results, praise God. Not in you, but in the name of the Lord, there's deliverance. And so we're so grateful and excited about the uh, Pentecost celebration that we had over this past weekend and Pentecost Sunday. Uh, we want to give honor to Christ, who's ahead of our life, to our honorable pastor, the host pastor, uh, Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison, Sr. of the Pentecostal Power Church, and also our presiding, our illustrious presiding Bishop Floyd Andrew Scott, uh, our presiding bishop. We give honor to him, and we want to give honor to our assisting presiding uh, elect, Bishop Dr. Charles Bennett, praise God, and Mother Bennett and the Executive Council Board of Bishops and to my own wife, Missionary Newson, we are grateful and thankful to the Lord for allowing us to have this meeting and for it to turn out uh, as well as it did. And we know everybody uh, that desired to come did not come. But we are excited about the online support. We hope that everybody gave. We hope that everybody sold into the ministry because they didn't have to get no hotel. They didn't have to get no car. They didn't have to buy no food. Praise God. I don't know how y'all looking at it, but I'm looking at it as a win-win. There is no reason. Praise God. Glory. Unless, of course, uh, you just wasn't blessed and couldn't afford to give anything. But outside of that, all of the fluff and all of the excuses was taken off the table. Because the only thing you had to do was turn on your uh, electronic device or your TV or your social media device and watch the service. Praise God. We know there were some challenges with the audio and some other stuff. But we are just excited 
that God is going to allow us to improve things as we move forward. But at the same point, we need to thank God for things being as well as they are. Instead of always picking up, oh Lord, have mercy, picking up the plate of complaints, we ought to pick up the, oh Lord, we ought to pick up the plate of praise and, and thanksgiving and adoration toward God. Praise God. And to lift one another up. Praise the Lord. And that's why I'm excited today. You know, I'm very, very excited because, you know, uh, there's just been uh, an excitement in my spirit since the Lord has spoken to me from my presiding bishop, uh, Bishop Scott. I'm encouraged. I'm, I'm uh, I don't know. I'm just full because I know that it's working for my good. And no matter what the devil try to do, praise God to the people of God. My presider told me that if we continue to do it to the glory of God and don't worry about all these other things and do what Colossians through chapter three says, seek those things which are above where Christ sitting on the right hand of God, set your affections on things above and not on things in this earth. Praise God because heaven and earth shall pass away glory. But he said, my word shall abide forever. And I'm, I'm excited. As if I can be found in the word, praise God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'd rather be found in the word than to be found in heaven because heaven and earth shall pass. Glory. And so we're excited today, saints. And so we're going to be brief today, but we want to exhort the people of God and we want to tell the people of God, especially you that are listening, and we want to give honor to our, our precious mother, Mother Flowers. Um, has such a sweet spirit, and we thank, praise God for her. Just uh, how God has given her much wisdom to uh, help the younger people if they will listen. And I'm learning to do uh, more listening and uh, and then applying what I'm being taught. Praise the Lord. And I'm learning, and uh, it has helped me a lot greatly. But I want to say to the people of God, be encouraged. Uh, continue to press forward. We know people unmasking and uh, these businesses want to open up and people want to get back into stadiums and people want to get back in their churches. You know, so be it. But guess what? You know, we got to make sure, you know, that, you know, stupidity should not override common sense. Praise God. And what I mean by common sense, if you feel it needful to wear a mask, don't let nobody talk you into not wearing one. Praise the Lord. Because I'm going to do what I need to do to protect me. You can do what you want to do. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to do just like Joshua did in Joshua 24 and 15. As for me and my house, praise God, we will serve the Lord. And don't let people intimidate you. Don't let, oh, Lord, have mercy. Let me get on out of here. I hope I'm exhorting you today. But we're going to get a word to you. We're going to get a word to you from the scripture. But I want to let you know, don't let people strong arm you and wrestle you down and talk down to you about where your faith ought to be. Praise the Lord. Your faith should be in God. Praise God. But not in man. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. And that's where we need to make sure our faith is 
And if, if the Holy Ghost or if the Lord direct you to follow a certain, you know, order, then I believe God will cover us. Praise the Lord. But I'm not fixing to be stupid. Praise God. I'm not fixing to go into an area where I know I don't know the people. Oh, Lord. And even if I know the people, I'm going to put a mask on. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory. I know. I know. It sounds like I'm on my soapbox, but I'm not. But you do what you got to do. I'm going to wear a mask. You can sit up there and don't wear a mask if you want to. And you got, oh, Lord. You got, oh, oh, Lord. You got people. They won't wear a mask to save their life. And I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with a mask. You know, there's nothing wrong with a mask. We know in June 1st, they're going to they gonna take the mask off. It's no longer, it's no longer a law or, you know, a requirement. But at the same point, even though it's not a law or requirement, if you feel not safe, if I get in my car and you don't want to put on no seatbelt, and I feel it's not safe for me. I'm gonna put on. I'm gonna put my seatbelt on. I don't care. We ain't going. But oh Lord, twenty miles an hour. I'm gonna put my seatbelt on. And some people say, "Well, I ain't moving fast enough to have no seatbelt on." Well, that's your interpretation. Praise God. But you can't put your interpretation up on me. Praise God. You can't put. Oh Lord, you can't put your faith off on me. You may be. You may be up in the clouds with your faith. Praise God. But I might be down here with reality with my faith. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That I'm not going to be stupid, praise God. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Because stupidity do not override common sense, praise God. Hallelujah. I hope I said something. But I know people going people gonna to do them, and they're going to not wear a mask, and they're going to mess up somebody else. But. You can still probably get COVID with a mask on. I don't know. But my thing is, I'm going to do what I know to do. I guess that's the point I'm trying to get to. You do what you know to do, and I'm going to do what I know to do. And I'm going to do that which is right because I'm my brother's keeper. And since I'm my brother and sister keeper, I got to protect myself from them. And then they got to protect themselves from me because we don't know if we asymptomatic or not. But I didn't want to get off into that because I didn't want to talk about that today anyway. But it just got on me again because I had saw some stuff, uh, you know, during the convention and then during before convention. You know, people just ain't going to act right. And you you know if it's in the church, people ain't going to act right and don't want to wear a mask. What do you think going to happen when you go outside your door? Praise God. You got people in the church that ain't going to act right. Praise God. They act like the, oh, Lord, let me get out of here. I got to go. They are like the ushers and the people that's over the stuff telling you, you need to wear a mask for others' protection. If you don't want to wear it for your own self, wear it for other protection. And they still won't wear it. Praise the Lord. And so what I'm saying is this, so I can get done with this and get into my exhortation, words of exhortation. What I'm saying is you just being reckless, praise God. And when you just being reckless, you being malicious, and if somebody dies from this, you, the blood is on you. Praise God. I'm going to put it out there. It's on you. If somebody died from this stuff and you just will not listen, praise the God. Let me get on out of here. So that's a word. That's a word and uh food for thought there. You do however you want to do. 
but no, God is holding you accountable. Praise God. And I'm going to leave it right there in your lap. Praise God. And I ain't, you know, I don't get on the broadcast to try to, you know, get brownie points or try to, you know, get ratings. Cause it ain't about that. It's about truth. Praise God. It's about the love of God. And it's about loving God's people in a way that God will be pleased with us. Praise God. And if we ain't going to love our neighbor as ourselves, we've already transgressed the commandments of God. Praise God. And so ain't no sense not talking about love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and then love thy neighbor as thyself. You know, those are, the, you know, those are the you know greatest of the commandments. Praise God. And if we not going to treat each other right, we can forget about when it comes to others that we trying to win. Cause people looking at us and they saying, Hey, you know, Hey, they ain't, they don't look like they falling. They don't look like they following no kind of direction. And we should follow the direction of the Lord. And the reason why I say that anybody want to challenge what I'm saying, go to uh, Romans 13. We ain't going to talk about that today, but if you want to challenge what I'm saying, read, Romans 13 and one through about six. And let me know what you, what it's talking about, because I think every soul ought to be subject. Praise God. And don't make no difference. Uh, how long I've been saved, what my title is or where, uh, what my credentials are. Every soul be subject to the high power. Hmm? And the powers that be are ordained of God. And so if God set things in order, we ought to Janice be. Newsom. Janice Newsom. We ought to be. Uh, we ought to be humble enough, you know, and we ought to be meek enough to just fall in line. Praise God, because if we fall in line, others will fall in line. Ain't no sense of me trying to get nobody else to fall in line, and I'm not falling in line with the Word of God. And so, let me get on out of here. I want to go ahead and go to uh, my exhortation scripture. Uh, and we're going to talk about today making preparation. <laughs> oh, Lord. This is a very, 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 very powerful subject. Making preparation. Everybody say that they're preparing themselves for summer vacation. You know, some people preparing themselves for retirement. Uh, some people making preparation to get married. Um, some people making preparation to purchase a new home. Some people making preparation to graduate. Some people are making preparations uh, to get a new job, a place of employment. You know, you name it, A through Z, the list goes on. But we want to talk about the spiritual preparation, making preparation. And so I want you to go with me to a very, very uh, familiar passage scripture. So I want you to go to me, go, go to this scripture with me rather, so we can uh, talk about it for a minute. And so I hope you in on it. Um, we're going to go to St. John chapter 14. And all of us know that Jesus uh, encouraged uh, uh, 
the brethren because he told them that he was going back to the father. Right? He told them. And he told them in the 13th chapter, he said, he it is to whom I shall give give a sop when I have dipped it. Hmm? And when he had dipped it and sop, and he gave it to Judas. Hmm? God was making preparation. Hmm? And even there are some Judases among us while we're making preparation. We shouldn't let it hinder our saints. I know the saints uh, have seen and, and saw and are seeing some discouraging things in this time of the church age that we're in, in Christendom. Not only in other churches, but in our own churches. We see things that we would never, praise God. Oh, Lord, we never thought would be happening, praise God. And I'm talking about among apostolics now. I'm not talking about uh, across the street, across the way. I'm talking about right at home. You know, you raise up kids at home, praise God. And then they, uh, oh, Lord, they act up and they show out. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And they embarrass you. Praise God. And that's that's how people do when you get company. Hmm? And you making preparation for your, you know, your gathering for things to be right. As we are making our preparation for the coming of the Lord, we want our soul to be right. I hope I'm making myself clear. I'm kind of take going the long way around about this. We making preparation to make sure our soul, our spirit is right. You know, we repent it right. We ain't walking around with no malice. Praise God. And we not saying praise the Lord with a smile and a dagger in our, oh Lord, in our right hand. Praise the Lord. We are standing before God that sees us openly and, and see our nakedness. And if God, oh Lord, not if God, since God sees all things, who are we hiding from? You know, and this is the thing that I want to talk about today in making preparation. We are doing things that discusses God. You know, it's detestable and it's almost abominable when we fail um, to repent of these things. And uh, as I was looking at the glory, I said, when they was teaching in Pentecost, this subject came to my mind, making preparation. We talking about the glory. You know, we, we, we want to go to glory. You know, it's from, you know, glory to glory. And so the glory, if we don't bear the image of God down here, we not going to bear no heavenly image. Oh Lord, I hope I made myself clear. And so I'm trying to say to the people of God today, to those of you that are listening today. Judas, Judas was in a situation. Oh, hold this one second. Hold this one second. Hello, this is Elder Newsom. You're on the air with the Faith in God Internet TV. Hello. Praise the Lord, Elder Newsom. Praise the Lord, Evangelist. Praise God. I needed to talk to you separately. I am so sorry. 
Okay. Well, you can call me. I should be off the Thank broadcast. God, amen for you being on the air because it has been such a blessing. All right. Continue well, keep the good work. Keep praying for us and we'll talk with you later. Praise God. Yes, sir. God bless. And so as I was saying earlier, you know, Judas Iscariot was also making preparation. And I want to say to the people of God, we got to have a stronger sense of discernment because everybody ain't preparing themselves for heaven. You see some spirit in people is just ain't right. They just going to go to heaven no matter what they do. And the Bible said not so. And I can tell you right now, if I go to first Corinthians chapter six, let me go to first Corinthians chapter six. I'm going to show you why it's not so because some people think they're going to go to heaven no matter what they do. But I need to let you know, I'm going to first Corinthians six and 18. I think that's where I want to go. All right, let's, let's go to first Corinthians uh, chapter six, verse number 18. Uh, let's go to first Corinthians uh, six and uh, uh, well, let's, let's just go, let's go to uh, six and uh, 14. We're going to go to first Corinthians six and 14. And it reads, and God had both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his own power. When, when did we think, because we got saved and God filled us with the Holy Ghost, that we can monopolize and with this power we got, we can dominate other folks. That ain't what God gave us this power. We don't, we don't get the Holy Ghost to abuse other members and other saints and intimidate folks and, oh, Lord, and we top dog. Oh, Lord, have mercy. No, this is humility. This is a humble walk. I'm so privileged to be in this thing that I'm the least of the brethren. And I treat the saints with much utmost respect because they deserve to see an example, praise God. And if we're going to get anybody to do anything uh, positive and in a willing manner, we must first be an example first, praise God. We can stick our chest out all we want, but when, when, when everything gets done and the dust settles, people are going to be looking at your walk, looking at your life saying, you're not there, you're not where you say you are. And so Jesus called these apostles. He called even Judas. This is why I bring Judas up. Judas had the same opportunity to be prepared for the same work or the same destination that God has set for all 12 of them. Now we know the devil ain't going to heaven, but those of us that are saved and sanctified Holy Ghost field and water baptized, you got an opportunity to make glory. Now, how are you going to make glory? Let's get into it. He said in Second uh, Corinthians 6 and 14, he says, and God had both raised up the Lord and will raise, will also raise us up by his own power. That's how we get in the glory. You're not going to get the glory because you got a title. You're not going to get the glory because, oh, Lord, have mercy. 
You is not going to get the glory because uh, you done done a lot of good things. You got a lot of good folk going to be burning in the lake of fire. Hmm? Cornelius was a good man and he paid alms and it came up before the Lord as a memorial. Praise God. But Cornelius still wasn't saved. And he had to send a preacher down to his house and he sent Peter down there. And when Peter laid hands on him and all his family members, his whole household was saved. Praise God. And he repented and got baptized and was filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, Lord. That's how you're going to get the glory. And you're going to have to walk in repentance. Now, look at this. Verse number 15. 1 Corinthians 6 and 15. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? And shall I take the members of Christ and make them Members of an herald, God forbid. Now you in the church claiming that you want to be saved. Hmm? But your works ain't showing you making preparation. Because if you run around like a herald, or you run around from one woman to another woman, or from one sister to another sister, let me make it plain then or from one brother to another brother, praise God. You done made your body a member of a harlot. You need to decide what you're going to do. And if you want to get married, you need to figure out who you're going to get married to and start running all around place. Praise God. The Bible says better to marry than to burn. What are you making preparation for? The flesh? Praise God. Oh, Lord. Because you running around, oh, Lord, you run around town. Let me say it here. You run around town, and, and oh, Lord, people show throw you under the bus and put you out there. And you run around, and the Bible says, I then take the members of Christ and make them members of an herald. God forbid. That's a no-no. Let me, let me just say that. That is a no-no. And if you don't know what a no-no is, let me keep reading. He says, what? Know ye not that he which joined to an herald is one body? And for two said, he shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So how are you going to belong to the Lord and be with the herald at the same time? Hmm? Hello. How you going to be in the bed with, oh Lord, with big leg Jane? How you going to be in the bed with big leg Jane? And now you say you got the Holy Ghost and you, you fill up with the power of God and you running from sister to sister. Something wrong with that. You need to make the right preparations. Hmm? And sometimes we said, let's call revival. Oh, Lord, let's call revival. Well, you know, the first thing we got to get is what revival is. Revival is to somebody that once had life. But if you ain't never had nothing, you need to do like uh, the Coca-Cola commercial had in the 70s. And about 74, in 1974 and about 77, they used to say, there's nothing like the real thing. 
And so you run around pretending like you got the Holy Ghost and you run through all these sisters. Some ain't lining up, praise God. And so here we go. He says here, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Verse number 18, it says flee fornication. Look at this. The first two words in the 18th chapter, I mean, I'm sorry, in 6 and 18. I'm in the 6th chapter of 1 Corinthians, the 18th verse. The first two words in the 18th verse, it says flee fornication. Now, why just stop? Why he didn't add nothing else to it? Stay away from it. Praise God. Why did he say it? Let us read. Every sin that a man do it without the body, but he that committed fornication sinned against his own body. You keep running around town, you're going to get something you can't wash off. Now, you ain't got to hear what I'm saying. You keep doing what you know you shouldn't be doing. You're going to get something that penicillin can't get rid of. Hmm? Because the Bible said flee fornication. Hmm? And you sin it against your own body. And if you sin it against your own body, you hurting yourself. You need to repent. And you can't be making preparation for heaven if you damaging your own self because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So if you defile the temple, him shall God destroy. We're going to get to it. So what we're trying to figure out is why are you tearing up your temple? Huh? Look at this now. Verse number 19. He says, what? 6 and 19 of 1 Corinthians. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? He's talking to this Corinthian church because they were loose. And we didn't got loose in these last days. I'm talking about apostolic churches have gotten loose from the doctrine. They just hold on to baptism and Holy Ghost. And then they want to talk about Jesus name, but they don't want to talk about holiness. They don't want to talk about people sleeping with other folk wives and stuff like that. They want to stay away from all that stuff. Cause you know what? Oh Lord. Some of them is doing it. That's why they want you to stay away from that kind of stuff because they tied up in it. But I don't care who's tied up in it. The Bible is right and somebody's wrong. And sin must be judged. Praise God. And if judgment first began at us, where should it be for those that obey not the gospel? What should the end of them be that obey not this gospel? And if you're going to walk in disobedience, you just going to defy the word of God. You're going to get something you can't wash off. And ain't no sense you coming to the altar crying then because the warning go before destruction and a Holy Spirit before fall. I'm going to tell you like it is. Praise God. I'm telling you, I'm running out of time. I don't have time to play with folk. I ain't got time to try to rub folks. I don't have time because I'm running out of time. And I must give the whole counsel of God. Even if it hurts me, I must do it. Because there's a dispensation of the gospel that's committed unto us.
Praise God. Now look at this. First Corinthians 6 and 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Did you know that? Because if you knew that, you would stay away from that, you would stay away from that girl. You stay away from that boy. And you would go to the preacher and go to the justice of the peace. You spend that $75 or the $120 and get some license and go on get married. Praise God. But you want your cake and you want to eat it too. That's the problem. But he says, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God. God gave you the Holy Spirit to clean you up. And then you go back into the filth. And you are not your own. This ain't your body. You don't just do what you want to do with it. You know, brothers and sisters. You know, I thank and praise God for Bishop Jones, you know, talking about them skinny pants. The brothers put on all that good stuff and pants so tight. You know, you got to sing in the soprano section. But here's the thing. You need to understand that your body is not yours anymore when you come to Christ. And when you come to Christ, you becomes God's property. And when you become God's property, then the word has full preeminence. It has free course to, to, to wash and make you clean. Because if you clean, you're not going to get mad about the, these subjects that we talk on when we talk about holiness. You're not going to get mad when preacher, you know, uh, declare truth. You're going to say, you're going to say, ouch. Or you're going to say, amen, praise God. And look at this. He said, for you are bought with a price. He says, therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Now he says to glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Your body and your spirit belong to God because the Holy Ghost he put in you, it comes from the Lord. And so this is why you should not have anything in your life that displeases God. And we know God is fine tuning us. He's washing, he's cleansing us up. And when that spot shows up, the word come to wash it, wash those stains out. How many of us wear a dirty t-shirt all week long, unless something wrong with you. But the minute that t-shirt begins to get, uh, uh, odor in it or get dingy it's going to the wash praise god praise god and the word comes to wash and to clean us every day saint john 15 3 said now you are clean through the word which i've spoken unto you a lot of us we don't want to be clean because we didn't got used to filth we like a dog going back to his vomit we like a oh lord We like the swine going back to his wallowing, back to the mire. And we need to acknowledge the Bible says, now concerning the things whereof uh, ye wrote unto me, it is not good for a man to touch a woman. Hmm? We need to teach our young men better in holiness. Stay away from the young sisters and stop being so touchy-feely. Praise God. Because you're going to start a fire that can't be put out. And you need to stay away from fornication. 
And the Bible said no man can take hot coals of fire and put them in his bosom and not be burned. We're talking about making preparation here. And I think sometimes we want to talk about making preparation, you know, like we packing up going on a trip. But we going, we we are going, you know, we are going on a journey with the Lord. When he come back for the church, you know, uh, Thessalonians uh, 4 and 16 said, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the clouds in the air. He said, comfort one another with these words. If we're making preparation, we got to make sure not only fornication is not the only sin, adultery is sin. And I want to touch on it because too many times, you know, oh, Lord, have mercy. People don't know their eyes can get them in trouble. You don't have to necessarily go to bed with a sister or brother to be in adultery and fornication. When you look after an individual and lust after them in your heart, you've already committed to act according to what Jesus describes uh, adultery. Praise God. Jesus gives a, 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 a very, very in-depth divine view of what the Lord sees as adultery. You know, the only time we see adultery is when somebody's under the sheets. But Jesus goes a step farther and says, when it enters into that heart and you know that's not your wife and you're not looking in the right, oh Lord, right frame of mind, you in trouble. Praise the Lord. And we don't, we got so many adulteresses out there that ain't never got under no sheets. Praise the Lord. But we don't talk about this stuff. And then when people fall and get into stuff, we say, how did they get in that situation? Because they mind been there a long time before they got there. Praise the Lord. Oh, God is helping me with some wisdom today. But I want to let you know, my friend, you got to know in First uh, Corinthians chapter 6, he says here in 9, he says, Know ye not that the unrighteous share inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, neither idolaters, nor adulterers, nor infeminate. Hmm? You cross-dressing, you putting on women underwear, praise God. Oh, Lord. And you a woman putting on man stuff. Hmm? Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Nor thieves. Oh, Lord. You done took something in. I didn't take it. I don't know where it went. You know you got it. Praise the Lord. It's a shame you can't sit down in church without it getting up, getting legs. And you claiming, you jump around talking about you got the Holy Ghost. And you got somebody else earbuds. Oh, Lord, in your bag. You know them earbuds don't belong to you. Get them earbuds back to somebody. Or give them back to the urchins and say, you know what? Uh, do y'all have a lost and found? I found these. What happened to the honest saints today? What happened to the honest people of God? You can't even leave a cap or a Bible in the church. Somebody get up and get your Bible. Know your name written on the front page and they walk out with your Bible. What kind of stuff is that? Oh, let me go. I got to go. These are the kind of things we fooling with today. And people don't want to talk about this stuff. 
And it don't matter how big your edifice is or how small your assembly is. You got these things going on in the church. Praise God. Look at this. He says here, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards. You got people taking nips every now and then. Hmm? And then, you know, you can tell the, oh, Lord. Oh, God, have mercy. They go on a sabbatical. You know, some people, they go on a sabbatical. But look at this. He said, nor thieves, nor covetous. And he says, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. This is what he says here. They not going to inherit it. But he says in verse number 11, in 1 Corinthians 6 and 11, and such were some of you, but ye are washed, ye, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord and by the spirit of our God. I just want to let you know. If we didn't have God preparing us, we wouldn't make it. Hmm? If God did not make atonement for our sins, we wouldn't be prepared for this journey that we own. Because according to Acts 1 and 8, he said, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Don't you know the key ingredient that lets every believer that's saved and filled with the Holy Ghost know who got the Holy Ghost and who don't? When you willfully sin and no longer acknowledge God, oh Lord, and God does not have the reign of your life like you did when you first received the Holy Ghost, don't you know that's that's the way of a backslider? Because Proverbs said the backslider is filled with his own ways. Don't you know God has a way that's not like ours? Praise God. And when you get back into your flesh and get back into doing what flesh love doing, you just left the way of holiness. Now I need to let you know, God want us to make preparation. And let me, let me get into, let me get into this, how we going to make preparation. Because sometimes we said we're going to make preparation. We're going to go to St. John 14 too. All right. I need to go there. I'm going to go back to St. John 14, too. Why don't you read that with me? Stay with me. I'm getting out of here. I got to go. St. John 14, too. He says, 14 and 1. He said, let not your heart be troubled, but believe in God. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. He tells them here, let not your heart be troubled. If you preparing yourself for heaven, you need not to have all these anxieties about life. Hmm? Yeah, we have trouble, trials, situations, circumstances, sicknesses, uh, you know, uh, even uh, things that come in our path, you know, to try to, you know, take us off our righteous path. That's not what I'm saying. Don't misunderstand me that uh, you're supposed to go through and endure all those things. Okay. I'm not trying to minimize that at all. You know, uh, what you're dealing with. But he says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. He said, believe in God, believe also in him. Hmm? 
He says, in my father's house, he goes from you believing God to this place that he has prepared for the people of God. So if you're not going to believe God, you ain't going to get to verse two. I, I just need to break this down in a theological way. I need to exegesis this. Exegesis seems, simply means to explain this in a more deeper depth where you can understand this. Now, I'm not trying to be a the, theologist or anything like that, but I just got to break it down to the next level. It says here, let not your heart be troubled. Why were they troubled? Because they felt that Jesus was leaving and they were going to be left alone. They was going to be abandoned. They were not going to have the Savior walking alongside them as their life coach. Mama and daddy, ain't gonna, when you graduate, mama and daddy ain't going to always be there. Oh, I got to let you know, honey. Mom and dad ain't going to always be there to pick up the pieces for you. So you need to make some spiritual preparation to get your relationship solidified with Jesus Christ. And when we have a solid foundation and a spiritual relationship with the Lord, we won't be so shaky like that uh, baby that first stands up to walk or like that child gets on the bike and hate the training wheels on the bike to hold them up. Praise God. You get to a point where you let the training wheels up over time. And then over time, they keep riding and you riding where the wheels are not touching on each side. Then you remove the training wheels. Praise the Lord. This is how we make preparation. It's called spiritual progress. And I'm saying to the people of God today, and I'm not, I got to get out of here. We're going to pick this back up if the Lord's will. If I can pick it back up Wednesday, y'all pray for me. But we need to make spiritual progress as we get closer to Christ's return. Because if we're not making the, pro making the proper preparation and we still on training wheels when Jesus get back here, you know what the result going to be. Making preparation. Are you making preparation? Because if you're making preparation, you got to look at this in St. John 14 and 1 and 2. I'm not going to go past that, and then I got to get out of here. Give me about five more minutes. Stay with me. He says here, let not your heart be troubled. Believe, ye believe in God. Believe also in me. Hmm? You, he's saying you believe in God. You got to believe in Jesus whom God sent. Hmm? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe it in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Ain't that what it says? Right? And then this is what it also says. Let me just get it for you. And he says here, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This is why he told them not to let their heart be troubled because there's a purpose in our pain. There's a purpose why we're here going through trials and tribulations and circumstances. Your fruit is not for you. It's for somebody else. Your pain is not for you. It's for somebody else. Your misunderstanding is not for you. It's for somebody else that's going to run into a bigger misunderstanding. And you're going to have to have some victories under your belt. Praise God. So you can be able to, oh, Lord, 
help teach and aid somebody else that's at their wit's end. Praise God. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Why you thought he took, why was the first admonishment after he said, let not your heart be troubled? He said, ye believe in God. Hmm? Because if you don't believe in the only begotten of the Father, uh, you condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. According to Acts 4 and 12, you know, you know, there's there's a name, you know, that is given. And we got to understand, according to Acts 4 and 12, it says, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Hmm? And so we got to understand this. Given among men whereby we must be saved. He says, in my father's house, I'm at verse two and we close it out now. I'm closing in these last final minutes. In my father's house are many mansions making preparation. Are you preparing to move from your old house to your new house? Are you making preparation to stay here? Don't answer it. Because Jesus said, if we begin to fight and beat our men servant, you know, and begin to talk foolish and say, the Lord delay his coming. We plan on staying here. I hope you ain't making that mistake. Hmm. Cause you got people now in church saying they've been saying Jesus is going to come for many years now. And you got people saying, now nah, I'm not going to nobody's church. Don't make that mistake. Don't listen to people. Don't let people persuade you to leave your only hope. He says here in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Now he goes in there and he tells them. Hmm? And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. You see, sometimes we can tell our children, we can tell our uh, parishioners, that we're going to X location or Y location. And people still are sad. He didn't tell us where we were going. Have you ever heard the church announcements being given? And, you know, 50 people in the room and the church announcements gets done. And 49 of the people said they didn't hear the announcement. This is what I'm talking about here. He says, Thomas says, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. And how can we know the way? And look what Jesus responds to him. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming unto the Father but by me. 
how you going to deny the name of Jesus and claim heaven at the same time? That's a violation of scripture in every theological format. You cannot, oh Lord, you cannot profess God and deny the son. You can do it. But it shows that you the Antichrist. Or you have the spirit of Antichrist. Because the spirit of Antichrist do it already work in the children of disobedience. So I want to let you know that every soul that confesses that Jesus is Lord, oh Lord, is of God. But everybody that confess not, that is the spirit of Antichrist. And so this is how we know, my friend, who's making preparation. And when people are seriously making preparation, they're getting worried about their soul. And if you're not worried about your soul, I wonder if you're really making preparation. I hope I said something to encourage you today. I am your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV. We want to say God bless you. Please support us. You still can sow to us. It's dollar sign F-I-G-I-T-V. You can pull up the, uh, the cash app on any iOS or Android device, and you can sew into the dollar sign F-I-G-I-T-V. We got some new features coming and going on. We want to thank and praise God for Sister Luvinia. Praise God. And uh, all the other saints, Mother Flowers, Evangelist Lee, Evangelist Wilson, and all of you saints. I didn't call you by name because some of you don't want to be called by name. But we want to thank you for sowing into the Faith in God Internet TV broadcast. We're going to bring some new exciting features to you. And we want to keep building it out until God says otherwise. But we don't want to forget to say thank you. Because without your support and without you and without the Lord, without the Lord, we all can do nothing. And without you, we would be limited. And so we want to say and give a heartfelt thank you and God bless you that we love the people of God. And we want to thank all of you, the revivalists, uh, Quisabob, Mother Flowers, and all of you that listen to the broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back on Wednesday, if the Lord's will, at the one o'clock hour on Facebook and YouTube at the FIGITV network. Thank you again. We love you so much. I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newson. With the faith in God and in that TV. Until next time, God bless you in Jesus' name.